Happy Monday, Saints fans. It is a big Monday because your Saints got the statement win over the Tampa Bay Buccaneers on Sunday night, 38-3 over the Bucks. I'm speaking slowly. I'm speaking with enthusiasm because it was that big of a win for the Saints. They make a statement. They hand Tom Brady the worst loss of his career. His previous worst loss was 31-0 to Buffalo in 2003. 2003. What were you doing in 2003? I don't even know what I was doing in 2003, but it is 2020, and the New Orleans Saints defeated the Tampa Bay Buccaneers 38-3. They go to 6-2. They control the NFC South. They have one more game against the Panthers left, two against the, the Falcons left. Ooh, it feels good, Saints fans. You know what that means. Cue the music. to recap the game. He is from the Times Tribune in New Orleans Advocate. Be sure to follow him at twi- on Twitter at Rod Walker Nola. Rod, statement win for the Saints, uh, 38-3 last night over the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. And, you know, just your immediate reaction. Let's just start with that, your immediate reaction to last night's game. Well, I don't think anybody saw that coming. I mean, I, I mean, you may have thought the Saints were going to win, but everybody thought this game would be close. I mean, it was, the game was hyped up all week and everybody was kind of like really looking forward to it. And you know, the Saints just sort of punched them in the mouth early and they never recovered. Simple as that. They controlled it from the very beginning last night. And what what do you have to say about this secondary? Because it seemed like they've they've accepted their criticism and they really stepped up yesterday for the Saints. Yeah. I mean, and they deserved their criticism. I mean, they had, you know, they had played pretty bad. And um, and to me, that was a question mark going to the game. I mean, you look at Tampa Bay and all the receivers they have and, you know, you throw Gronk in the mix and throw Antonio Brown in the mix from last night. And, and they had been playing really well. I mean, this was a Buccaneers team that was, you know, probably one of the favorites in the NFC going last night. I mean, everybody was talking about Tampa Bay. Everybody was talking about Seattle. And the, the Saints had kind of fallen on, onto the back burner. And, um, and again, the secondary was the question mark. I think that was the one thing that the Saints needed to fix. And last night it looks it looks to be fixed. And, you know, a lot of credit goes to the guys up front, too. I mean, the Saints had three sacks last night. And, you know, they stayed in um, Brady's face all night long, and I think that was pretty much the difference of the game. And it, it just got to a point where you could just see the frustration on his face. And uh, it was just a, an incredible performance from start to finish. You take away that Jared Cook fumble near the goal line, I mean, this is about as flawless as you can get. I mean, I don't know. If, I don't even know what Sean Payton's going <laughs> If he's looking for something to fuss about, I don't know what it's going to be. But, I mean, he'll, he'll really have to be nitpicking. Uh, when he watches his fam, because I mean, they were just, they were just on it. I mean, they would have beaten the 85 Bears last night or the 79 Steelers or whoever you want to talk about. I mean, they were just, they were just on it last night. Poor Jared Cook, you know, that you talk about Sean Payton focusing on something. He is going to focus exactly on that. And Jared Cook is just going to have to take it. But other than that, a flawless performance from the Saints. You mentioned uh, up front, Trey Hendrickson having a breakout year for the Saints. You knew you could kind of sense it was coming. You knew that performance was there. But now he's third in the NFL in sacks. He probably should have had three last night. It was taken away because of the penalty. But he comes out of the game with two sacks last night for the Saints. And what can you 
you say about him and how much of a statement he's making up front for the Saints team this year? I think when you look at what he's done, I mean, it's, he's had, he has seven and a half sacks, which, you know, I don't know if he'll keep that pace up, but that, that puts him on track for 15, and that would be like the fifth most in, in a season in Saints history behind uh, Leroy Glover. Pat Willing did it twice. Cam did it, you know, had uh, 15 and a half, I guess, last year. And um, I think Wayne Martin, I mean, but those are only guys who've had that many. So if Trey can keep this pace up, I mean, he'll be with some really elite company. And this is a guy that, you know, we weren't really talking much about him this year. We talked about, you know, everybody was kind of talking about Marcus Davenport, but Trey's really stepped up as well. And um, that's really big for him, especially in a contract year for him. So, um, yeah, he's, he's playing he's playing lights out. And that's, that's some, another reason this defense has been so good up front. You can't just key in on Cam. I mean, you got those guys on the other side who are stepping up and doing their part. Can we talk about that first play uh, for the Tampa Bay offense when they put a rookie right tackle against Cam Jordan? I mean, what was that all about? How, how do you how do you not correct that? I mean, I know, you know, you can only do so much, but one-on-one -on -one with Cam Jordan is hard for anyone, let alone a rookie. Yeah, and Cam, he got to Brady and, and, and you know, disrupted that play. And I, I, I guess, and really, Cam probably could have got a uh, penalty on that play because he did sort of brush Brady's face mask, and I had just seen that. that. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, they usually call that every time they didn't. And um, yeah, I mean, that was just a end up being a good start for the Saints. I mean, they were able to get into his face on the first play of the game and that sort of set the tone and, and never let up. You know, that was another play in the game that um, and I, I think it was the first possession, but Breeze almost threw an interception and uh, it came off of uh, Jim Pierre's um, fingertips. And, it, you know, if, if they get that, maybe that changes some momentum, but they didn't get it, and the Saints just, again, they just started rolling from the, from the jump. Yeah, they had the momentum from the very beginning. Um, going over to offense, you know, all week, Rod, we've been talking, or really for the past several weeks, when is Michael Thomas coming back? When is Michael Thomas come back? Then you have Emmanuel Sanders go out. You have Marquez Calloway. It's just like, you know, one punch in the teeth to the next. And then finally this week, kind of like week one, you have a fully healthy uh, Saints roster, Michael Thomas is back, Emmanuel Sander, Marquez, Marquez Calloway, which is funny because now we're saying his name, you know, in this lineup because he, he did make an impact for the Saints team. But how much did that just really open up things for the Saints offense? Because, you know, Michael Thomas, he played well, but I wouldn't, you know, that's not a typical Michael Thomas game that we're used to seeing. We're used to seeing, you know, touchdowns, you know, these incredible grabs, but it seemed like Drew Brees was really spreading the ball around yesterday. Yeah, he was. Um, you know, Michael had Mike had five catches for 50 something yards. And, uh, but I mean, you look at Braze and how he, <laughs> in the first 10 minutes of the game, he had thrown passes to eight different players. Yep. By the end of the quarter, he got into nine. And then early in the second quarter, it got to 11 that fast. I mean, he had, you know, he ended up throwing one to Taysom in the second quarter and, um, and Emmanuel Sanders in the second quarter, 11 different receivers. I mean, that's just, <laughs> that's incredible. And, um, you know, I remember talking to Curtis Johnson about two weeks ago and, uh, you know, he talked about, how not having Mike and not having Emmanuel was going to only help this team out because you got these other guys who just sort of find their find their path in this offense. And he said he said it kind of reminded him back of the 2009 season when um, you know Lance Moore ended up getting hurt that year and some other guys had to step up. And you know obviously that's the year the Saints ended up winning the Super Bowl. But I think playing without Mike and Emmanuel really helped this team out and just gave some other guys some confidence. And I mean, so. For this team to weather that storm without Mike and Emmanuel and be where they are, I mean, it's, it's pretty phenomenal. And I think if, there, if there's a time to be clicking, I mean, this is this is it. 
I want to talk about the, the confidence of the offense just in a second, but first I want to talk about the number nine because you said Drew had nine different targets in the first quarter. That was the same amount of plays that the Bucks had, and it's also by that time in the first quarter, and it's also the number of rushing yards that this Bucks team had. I mean, that is that is incredible. When I saw that, my jaw dropped. Like seeing yeah. comparison, you know, we all look at the NFL GSIS, seeing the comparison on the left side of, you know, how many rushers the Saints had, how many receivers the Saints had. And then you look at the Tampa Bay side and it's completely lopsided. Yeah. And a lot of it goes back, you look at this, what the, um, I almost called them the Patriots. You look at what the <laughs> You look at what the Buccaneers did on third down. I mean, they were one of nine on third down. They couldn't stay on the field. And the Saints doubled them in uh, time of possession. The Saints had the ball for 40 minutes. And um, I think that was the key to the game. I mean, you, you keep that offense off the field and just dominate them and the, you wear the defense down. So it was just a – it was a perfect storm last night. And uh, and Breeze was – you know, he was through four touchdowns and didn't have any picks and passed Tom Brady on the um, touchdown pass record. Um, he's up by, what, three now. So he was down one going to the game. Now he's up three. So, um, yeah, it was just – it was incredible. I really don't even have the words to uh, – <laughs> I think all of it, I think everybody woke up this morning like, man, what what happened? And what do we even say about this game? Because right. it was just, it was just yeah. that that perfect. Yeah, and and you know, that makes our jobs, I hate to say difficult, but yeah, it makes it difficult because you know, you're used to talking about, oh, what can they do better? And right. it's it's that was as close to the best as you can possibly get if you're the Saints team. And um, you know, you talked about the the confidence of this offense and how you know having guys like Michael Thomas and Emmanuel Sanders out in the beginning of the season really helped develop. And that's something you know, a storyline that we were talking about is build adversity or go through adversity so that you can have this kind of shining moment. Uh, and you know, all season we've seen Marquez Callaway, Traquan, different guys step up. Alvin Kamara stepping up and, and proving that he can shoulder the load, but now it makes things so much easier in games like on Sunday night when you have all these guys healthy, but you can spread around the ball a little bit. Yeah, and that that's going to be the, the key for this team. I mean, just going forward, I mean, this team knows they can win now. They're going to face some more adversity at some point this season because yeah. it's football and that's what happens. But just getting through this is going to be good for this team just psychologically. And this is a good Buccaneers team they beat. I mean, this isn't like they – beat the New York Jets and like this. I mean this is <laughs> right this is one of the better teams in the league and it's just um you know that it does so much for you um for the psyche of the team and uh, I just think it can it's something that can really I think whenever this season ends especially if this team goes to the Super Bowl we'll look back on this night and say you know this was a turning point for this season for this team yeah let's talk about that let's talk about Super Bowl because I like those I like that word I like that word or <laughs> two words I guess that Super Bowl so this looked or that looked on Sunday like uh, the Saints team that we're used to seeing so if they can continue to play like that what do you think with this competitive NFC that means for the Saints team like how how are you matching things up right now I mean I, I think I don't think we should put a I mean the performance last night was brilliant I mean right. I, just, I mean we've talked about that um, but I mean, you still have to be consistent. I mean, this team can't dwell on that game next week. I mean, you got to put it behind you and move on to the next one and just try to, you know, just keep, keep building and keep getting better, even though I don't know what, what you can do better than last <laughs> night. But, um, I mean, I still, I mean, I don't think I wouldn't suggest anybody go and book some, book their hotel for Tampa um, in February yet. But I mean, the Saints did show that they're a team that's going to be in that mix. Uh, I think Seattle Seattle lost yesterday, but they're a team that's still really good. And I think Tampa Bay is still a good team. I mean, I don't I don't think we should look at last night and say, "Oh, the Bucks 
are bad. Uh, you know, yeah, yeah, they're not. I mean, they're not bad. They just they just got it handed to them last night, and you know, I, I wouldn't be surprised if those two teams meet again. That that could very well be the NFC uh, championship game. I mean, they, they could play around three. Who knows? So um, I don't think you should put too much stock into the game last night. But if you're a Saints player or a fan, I mean, you have to be really pleased with what you saw. And I think the Saints will. I don't think last week. I don't think this time last week. I don't think people said, "Oh, the Saints are a Super Bowl." They look like a Super Bowl team because they just hadn't yet. They hadn't put it all together, and now they have. So, how does the defense for the Saints team continue that? Because, like you said, it was it was a pretty flawless performance. You come away with a few interceptions, a few sacks, a little bit of this, a little bit of that. How do they continue that performance? I mean, do we just name everyone on all the opposing defenses, Mike Evans? I mean, what what do we have to do? <laughs> Maybe so, and that seems to work with this team because they really get up for Mike Evans. Um, I just think it's just going to be a matter of this team just knowing that week in and week out, you just got to be consistent. And, you know, I mean, they, next week they play a, um, a 49ers team that's, that's banged up, but they have to treat that 49ers team as if that was Tampa Bay. And they played the Falcons twice after that, which obviously you don't have to tell them anything to get them up for the Falcons. Uh, but uh, they just have to be consistent, and I, I think – that's going to be the key for this for the rest of this season. Last question before I let you go, Rod. How now do does this um, the Saints team balance? You know, knowing that you can play to that ability that you that you showed Sunday night and having that confidence, but also treating every team like the 49ers who are severely banged up, like you know, just as worthy of an opponent like you did the Buccaneers. How do you find that balance? I think the Saints just have to realize what's in front of them. And I mean, I think the past three seasons have shown them that how close they are to, to getting that ultimate prize. But you also realize after the way the last three seasons ended that you have to be ready to play every single night. And, and you can't take plays, you can't take nights off, you can't take plays off. And they just have to play like that the rest of this way. And if so, I mean, this team can, you know, they talked about Super Bowl or bus all through preseason, I mean, now it's time to show it. And, and last night was a good step toward. And, you know, they've all this season, they've been talking about how, the, you know, they still felt like they had room for improvement. They had, you know, they had work to do to get to where they wanted to get. They didn't feel like they had played their best game. And I think last night they saw what that best game looks like. And that's something this team needed to see. We are continuing the trend of every time I hit record, the uh, groundskeeping crew at my apartment complex comes by with the leaf blower. So we're just con continuing that trend every single time I hit record. Like, it happens to me too, like all the time. It's really like on, when we have those Saints Zoom calls, like, it, yeah, I have to move to another room sometimes, but yeah. It's amazing. It's amazing. Well, Rod, we appreciate your time. I know we were a little all over the place trying to, uh, you know, do our media duty of figuring out, you know, what went well, what went wrong for the Saints team, but... It was pretty much a lot of uh, things that went right for the Saints team last night. So I think we just uh, got to take this Monday for what it is and enjoy it and embrace it and, uh, you know, figure out what to do next week. Hopefully we're talking about another uh, another win next week. Yeah, We don't get these kind of Mondays often. I mean, it, you know, it's usually you're waking up, scratching your head about something and right. you know, you're on your edge of the seat for the whole game or, you know, and it didn't happen this time. I mean, it was just Saints fans finally got to relax for an entire 60 minutes. So, I mean, they should be thankful for that. Well, Rod, we appreciate you for your time. Thanks so much for coming on. All right.
Thanks to Rod for recapping the game with us. In honor of Salute to Service Month, Saints fans, we're giving one lucky fan the chance to win swag from the new 2020 collection, including a jersey, hoodie, and hat. Be sure to go to at SaintsPod Twitter to check out the win to Salute to Service gear right there on our Twitter account. Be sure to check it out. All right, that'll do it for the Monday edition of the New Orleans Saints podcast presented by SeatGeek. Thanks so much for listening. We'll talk again on Wednesday.